1: Hi, this is Jonathan Messenger, and welcome to The Alien Adventures of Finn Caspian.
2: Hey, Jonathan. How are you feeling today?
1: Better. Definitely better. Thanks, Bebop.
2: And so, uh, what's the situation right now? What do you mean? Well, are you going to host, or am I going to host another show?
1: I think I got it this time.
2: Because I can totally host if you want to. Bebop? Yes. Yes.
1: Do you have an episode in mind? I mean, we already did the trailer, and it's kind of too early to start in on Bebop Tales.
2: Well, Jonathan, it's just that we've been getting a lot more questions, so I thought maybe we could do a sort of Bebop Q&A.
1: That's not a bad idea, Bebop, but today we have a show to do.
2: Like, take this one from our pal Mauricio, who asked, How old are you, Bebop? I think that would be a great question for me to answer.
1: I think so, too. So go ahead.
2: Or take this one from Audrey, who's six, from Dayton, Ohio, who asked if I've ever fought sticky monsters.
1: Huh. Well, have you? Or take this one. Bebop, are you going to answer any of these questions?
2: Yeah, I will, if you let me do my own episode.
1: Okay, you can, but not right now, okay? We actually got an email from Davey, Henry, and Paul from Nashville, Tennessee, suggesting we do a Q&A episode.
2: I know. That's how I got the idea.
1: Well, I think they were saying I should do it, Bebop. You? (laughs) No way. Why? Who would want to ask you a question? I have interesting things to say. Doubt it. It was addressed to me. Typo. Okay, well, listeners, if you have some more questions for Bebop, I'm sure he'll be happy to answer them once he takes the reins in January. In the meantime, if you remember what happened in our last episode... Finn had found his mother, but she seemed to be under the control of an evil guy with red eyes, and something was moving in over the explorers who stayed by the pod outside. How would the explorers get out of this one? Find out in the Alien Adventures of Finn Caspian, Season 3, Episode 12 The Puzzle Master. She is your mother, said the man behind the desk. She is yours, but now she is also mine, just like you all will be mine very shortly. Finn looked at his mother, who smiled at him, but there was something missing in her smile. A light. A warmth. It was the type of smile you make when you've been sitting for too long, waiting for someone to take your picture. What is that guy talking about, Mom? said Paige. What does he mean that you're his? Exactly that, Pagey, said Captain Caspian. It's not a bad thing. He has control, and that means we don't have to always be in control. Finn held Paige's hand. What were they supposed to do? This was their mother. It wasn't like back in Bunce's cave on the Red Planet, where Bunce had cloned his mom he could see that it was actually her. Mom, what do we do? said Finn, almost out of reflex. His mother had always been there for him when he needed to ask for advice or to help him figure things out. But now, he had to figure her out. Are you saying we're going to live here now? You all are, said the man with the red eyes. There is no use resisting it, Finn. In fact, once you give yourself over, resisting will seem almost funny to you. Why resist someone who is only here to save you from pain and trouble and heartache? I am more than happy to take on all of that trouble for you, along with the rest of the Marlow crew, including your friends outside right now. The man's eyes glowed brighter. Finn suddenly remembered the rest of the troop outside. Were they in danger too? Was whatever powers this guy possessed, could he reach out and control their friends by the pod? But then Finn saw something that made his heart sink. Other people had begun to file into the room behind them. They were strangers, copycat people, just like on the first planet. They were lining up in rows just inside the doorway. And about four people back, on the right, he saw Elias's dad, Mr. Carreras, smiling at him. He scanned the crowd and saw Mrs. Obarro, Abigail's mother, wearing the same sort of clothes his mom was wearing. Do you see now? Do you see that there is no reason for you to fight? Your friends are all here, already a part of our community. They know their search has ended. Page was following Finn's eyes around the room, spotting the various engineers and crew members of the Marlowe, among the others. You have some of us, said Page, but these aren't our friends. These are the adults. You're not going to get the rest of Troop 301 that easy. Page, hon, said Captain Caspian. Technically, you're not part of the troop. And technically, Mom, you're crazy right now. I'm a sergeant of this troop, and I'm going to break you and all the other adults out of this weird building and away from hypnotizing Hank over there. Call me whatever you like, but no, it's not just the adults. Finn and Paige looked out, and there, standing among all of the copycats, they saw Abigail. Her hair filling up the bubble of her space helmet but her eyes staring forward. And beside her was Meg. You see? Such trouble! When I moved in on your pod, she and her robot immediately tried to come inside to get you. But now here she is. She was actually easier to break than most, to be honest. But now I have to ask, Why not give yourselves over to me as well, Finn and Paige? Live here. Work here. Exist in this peaceful, harmonious land. Abigail? Said Finn. But she didn't respond. Oh, Abigail...
2: outside.
1: Vale and Elias were trapped inside the pod. They hadn't been able to make it out when Abigail and Meg ran after the shadow came. The planet, which had been so dark before, now seemed enshrouded like someone had pulled a blanket over the top of their ship. We have to get out of here, Valé," said Elias. Good idea, but don't you think Abigail and Finn and everyone would be mad if we just flew off? No, Vale! I mean, we need to get out of this pod. Look! Vale looked where Elias was pointing and knew that it was even worse than he thought. The darkness wasn't surrounding the whole planet. It was just surrounding them. It was like a dome had been placed over them. They could see the circle of darkness, the edge of it, where on the outside was the rest of the planet and on the inside was a sort of dark mist hanging in the air. Are you sure we want to go out into that, said Vale. I don't know, said Elias. Remember when the worst thing we thought we had to face were two-headed alien bobs? What? Don't talk like that, said Vale. You're saying that like you think we're never going to get out of here. Well, it's not looking good, said Elias. They both looked up and saw that the mist seemed to be coalescing, coming together, forming a cloud that was moving, undulating, as if it were alive. Still think we shouldn't fly away? said Inside. Abigail's eyes were so vacant. Finn thought it looked like her brain was shut off. She was just staring forward, not moving. There was none of the fire that had always been there, always pushing him to take risks, try things, have fun. Paige held his hand tightly and didn't say a word. And if Paige was quiet, then he knew she was really worried. Mom, said Finn, stop it. Snap out of it. We need your help and all you're doing is just standing there. You're Captain Caspian. You're our mom. You need to get us out of here. Finn, don't you see? Said his mom. I don't need to be captain anymore. You don't need to be an explorer anymore. We can just be people on a planet. Happy. The Puzzle Master can take care of everything. The Puzzle Master, said Finn. Yes, that is who I am. Now, come to me. Finn and Paige hugged each other, but he wasn't talking to them. Mr. Sparkle suddenly lifted from Finn's shoulders and flew through the air like an acrobat, soaring from one trapeze to another, and landed on the desk of the Puzzle Master. You have done well, my friend. Oh, I'm sorry. Did you think my friend was on your side, Finn Caspian? Oh, no, you see, this here is called a Beacon Baby. We know that already said Paige. Well, if you knew that, then you should have known not to follow it around the galaxies. You see, beacon babies will always pull you along like they have you on a leash. But if you had been paying closer attention, you would have seen that at each stage you had a puzzle or a riddle to solve. Even when you were playing that dreadful game show, you had to use your wits. That is because this is my Beacon baby. And I wanted him to train you up before you made it here. Train us? What do you mean? said Finn. Oh, come on, Finn. Haven't you figured it out by now? I am the Puzzle Master! And I have one last puzzle for you to solve. Solve it, and you and your friends and family can go forth and live happily ever after somewhere else but fail to solve it as your mother has and as every adult from your space station has failed and you'll become one of us. Can Foggy help me? No, robots, but you can have your little sister help you if you think she's any help at all. Hey, said Paige. Forget him, Sergeant Caspian, said Finn. We can do this. Caspian's Saving Caspian. And everybody else. Okay, Puzzle Master, what's your big diabolical puzzle? Observe! A giant window opened along one wall of the room, as though all of the stone was never there. And they could see the explorer pod, Elias and Vale trapped inside, a large bubble of darkness surrounding them. They were banging on the windows of the pod, waving to Finn and yelling something that he couldn't hear. And above them was a writhing, dark cloud. In honor of this predicament in which your friends find themselves, I will ask you to solve a riddle about darkness. There is a knight, a soldier, from a beautiful planet. Not like this one. Flowers blooming. Birds singing. The queen. She sends this knight. All throughout the land. On various adventures. Each one a different experience. The knight faces dragons. And robots. And wizards. And creatures from the deep. It's not unlike your own adventures. Finn and Page. And then one day. The queen sends the knight to carry a message to a sorcerer who lives in a black tower on the other side of the world. Be careful, says the queen, for this sorcerer wields much black magic, and I don't know what beasts it may conjure to send after you. After traveling for days, the knight arrives and finds the queen has not told the whole story. Not just the castle, where the sorcerer's high tower is black, but the road in front of the knight, the grass that stretches over the horizon, the heavy stone of the castle walls, all are as dark as night. Even the moat around the castle is made of black water. There are no torches hung outside the castle, electricity has never come to this village, and the knight carries with her nothing but her sword. The sorcerer sends out one of its most wicked beasts, a creature as dark as the deepest shadow, who moves silently across the grounds and takes aim at the knight. The knight, however, is able to draw her sword in time and stop the beast and make her way into the castle. How did she do it? How did the knight know where the beast was? Finn and Paige huddled close. Come on, 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 said Finn. I'm trying, said Paige. You have to solve it too, you know, you're the chief detective. I know, Paige, I'm not saying, ah, forget it, said Finn. Finn picked up his head and inhaled deeply. What was he going to do? He had to come up with a solution to the riddle, and to do it, he had to work with Paige, which sometimes felt impossible. He looked out the window and saw that dark cloud over Elias and Vale was growing. His eyes flitted through the crowd, passing over his mom, Elias's mom, Vale's dad, and finally resting on Abigail. It made him so sad to see her like that. One of the Puzzle Master's zombies. Maybe it would be easier to just stop. Forget that sadness. Let the Puzzle Master win. But then, Abigail winked. It was subtle, but it was a definite wink. And maybe it even came with a little smirk. Maybe Abigail wasn't one of the Puzzle Master's pawns, after all. Finn grabbed Paige and said, Okay, Sergeant, we need to solve this now, and we need to solve it together. If we don't, the darkness gets Elias and Vale, the Puzzle Master gets all of us, and everyone we've ever known and loved essentially ceases to exist. No pressure. Paige grabbed her brother by the shoulders. Okay, this is going to be weird, but Finn... I love you. I'm glad you're my big brother, and I'm just going to say that now before the red-eyed guy takes over my brain, because I have no idea how to solve this. Time for an answer, children. Okay, I am here with my son and editor, Griffin Messenger. Say hi to everybody, Griff. And what did you think of that episode? Good Good? Yeah Alright, I'll take that And uh, what do you want to talk about with that episode?
2: I wonder what that Puzzle Master did to like all the families
1: You mean like, yeah, because he's kind of in control of them now? hmm Well, do you remember in A in Time how that happened with Charles Wallace? Mm-hmm And it was almost happening to Meg, too? Mm-hmm Maybe it's a similar thing that's happening to them Mm-hmm and what was that? Do you remember?
2: He was like inside of our heads.
1: Yeah, right. So now it seems like he's in the heads of all of these Marlow folks, right? Yeah. And what else? What, do you have any questions?
2: I wonder what the answer to that riddle was.
1: Oh, I'll tell you the answer right now.
2: Just kidding! I saw that one coming.
1: Yeah, I'm sure you did. But we're going to need our listeners to solve this final puzzle. Next week is the finale We can't go to the finale if we don't have Puzzle solvers Correct (laughs) So you think that the riddle That basically the knight is kind of like Elias and Vale And so the problem that they're in Is the same problem that the knight has Right?
2: Yeah, except the knight beat the thing
1: Well, but we don't know, maybe Elias and Vale will
2: Uh, I don't think that's a thing I think it's just a bubble (laughs)
1: <laughs> but what's collecting at the top? Black. Well, does that remind you of a wrinkled in time at all?
2: Yeah, like there's this giant black creature that like seems to envelop Earth. Yeah,
1: and... it's like coming for the planet. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's right. That's sort of where the inspiration for this came. I'm also a big fan of when stories have stories within the story. And so that's why it was kind of fun to have the puzzle at the end. That's like another thing that you could sometimes... Some of my favorite books and movies and everything have stories within stories. Those mini stories say something about what's happening in the larger story. You know what I mean? Yep. All right. Any other questions or thoughts?
2: No, no, and no.
1: All right. Well, then what time is it?
2: <gasps> Jokes.
1: That's right. It's joke. No, it's not joke time. What <laughs> time is it?
2: Gotcha. <laughs>
1: That's right. It is art time. All right. Thanks to our artists this week, including Evan, who's eight and Liza, who's five from Raleigh, North Carolina. Bennett, who's five from Westminster, California, Amber, Catherine and Curtis from Tucson, Arizona, Eli, who drew us a really cool comic. Thank you. Eli Cody, who's five from Leander, Texas, Ebsi in England, B who's five and CC. Who's three from Athens, Georgia, Cass and Oscar, who are both 11 from Richfield, Minnesota, Lane, who's 7, and Tess, who's 5, from Seekonk, Massachusetts. Madeline, who's 5, and her younger brother, James, who's 3. Gideon, who's 10. Silas, who's 9. And Charity, who is 6. Oliver, from Chicago, who is 6. Jackson, from Arvada, Colorado. Cuba, who is 6. Joe, who is 4. Ryan, from Denton, Texas. And Lexi, who is 7. And Maxwell, who is 10, from Deerfield, Illinois. Thank you all so much. And... Thank you to Davey, Henry, and Paul from Nashville, Tennessee for our Sound Club submission this week. That was the sound of the window opening up so Finn could see Elias and Valet outside the building. Thank you so much, Davey, Henry, and Paul. Okay, now what time is it, Griff? That's right, it's joke time. Okay, and our jokes this week are from Otis from St. Louis, Missouri, Ellie from Newton, Massachusetts, and Kingston from Anchorage, Alaska.
2: My name is Otis from St. Louis, Missouri, and I have a joke for you. What is an alien's favorite topping on hot chocolate? Mars <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I'm Ellie from Newton, Massachusetts. I'm 10 years old, and here's my joke. Why didn't the sun go to college? Because it already had a million degrees. <laughs> Hi, my name is Kingston. I live in Anchorage, Alaska, and I'm six and a half years old, and here's my joke. What do you call a cow collided with a UFO? What do you call it? A moo-fo. <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's great. Thank you so much to all of our jokers this week. And, Griffin, anything else you want to talk about?
2: No one Sound
1: Club! No, I don't think we're in any danger of anybody forgetting SoundCloud since you say it every single episode. (laughs) All right, Uh, next week is the last episode of the season.
2: But
1: that is Bebop Tales time. All right, you want to say bye to everybody? Bye bye bye. Okay, bye everybody. okay thanks for coming back and having some more fun with us this week and thanks to everyone who has sent in their art their ideas their jokes and their sounds if you have questions for bebop email them to earth at fincaspian.com but most importantly we need your help solving this riddle if you think you know how to solve the riddle send your answer to earth at fincaspian.com that is earth at fincaspian.com we could really use your help The Alien Adventures of Finn Caspian is a Gen Z kids production, written and produced by Jonathan Messenger, edited and guided by Griffin Messenger. with special thanks to Maria Villanueva. The theme music you hear at the beginning and end of every show is by Mark Greenberg, the nicest human in the multiverse. Our cover art is by Sir Ian Dingman, and for more information about the music, the art, everything about the show, check out the show notes. I want to wish your families a happy Hanukkah, a Merry Christmas, and we will see you next week.
2: Did he say most importantly?
0: Hi, it's me, Jess. This is a message for all the Six Minutes Podcast fans out there. Have you heard? There are new episodes in the Six Minutes feed called The Ivan Dispatch. I won't go into details, but Ivan found something a box containing audio cassettes recorded decades ago, and it looks like they were recorded. By Cyrus. If you're a fan and you're not following the show, you may have missed out. Search for Six Minutes and click the follow button so you never miss an episode. And if you haven't heard Six Minutes yet, what are you waiting for? Search for Six Minutes, start a season one, episode one, and enjoy the most downloaded family audio drama in history. Hey, it's Jess. Did you know that GZM Shows has a YouTube channel? Right now, all of Six Minutes, Becoming Mother Nature, GZM Beats, and Cupid and the Reaper are up. And they're in these, like, beautiful playlists. They have this fun audio waveform visual. And best of all, you can turn on captions. And the captions have character names. Anyway, subscribe to GZM Shows on YouTube. Maybe there'll be some cool things in the future, like live streams, interviews, behind the scenes. We'll see. GZM Shows on YouTube.